to nine, and I'm joined by Kaylee Taylor, host of Tuesday's Coffee and Korero, uh, 10 to 12 p.m. here on Radio 191 FM. Also, director of Thursdays in Black Otago, and now administrator of the newly formed uh, Stop Sexual Harassment on Campus uh, Campuses Aotearoa, a collective of academics, staff, and students from across Otago Unis. Uh, New Zealand University, sorry, Tago in my brain. Um, Maria. Uh, Morena, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I am good. It's it's a ridiculous day out there. It's like not raining. Mm. And I, I, I prefer when it rains or it doesn't rain. And I just think it hasn't decided. And if it could decide, that would be great. It would be really great. There's like this really... Yesterday I was supposed to do an interview with Michael Woodhouse and he was caught in the fog and couldn't land the plane. Oh, Not that he was fly, he wasn't flying. I, I, I thought you were going to say that he was like caught in the rain and like because yeah. we were coming out because we like oh. obviously just here. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> and I'm like okay, sure. Wouldn't be entirely surprised. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. But uh, anyway, that's what happened then. Uh, but this is now. You're here. You've made it through the fog. You've done a lot better than Michael Woodhouse. Thank you. But most people have. Thank you. Um, right, it's 2020. Why are we talking about this? Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I think the thing is, like, I've been interviewed, like, we've had interviews before, oh, yeah. and we always talk about the same things, yeah. and nothing ever seems to happen. And mm. it. It bugs me so much. Like I'm, I don't want to keep talking about this much longer. I'd like to, I'd like to go and have a holiday and yeah. stop talking about sexual violence on campus. But yeah, here we are. yeah, I'd like to stop talking about sexual violence on campus. But I also, it's 2020, and we're not just necessarily talking about sexual campus on uh, sexual violence on campus. We're talking about getting campuses to sort their shit out around the processes of how they handle it. Yeah. Now that's the thing. That's you know. That's the thing because I think. There's kind of two aspects to sexual violence on campus is that there's the fact that it happens in the first place mm. and universities cannot directly control that. They cannot intervene in every single situation. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But universities then have a response to that. Yeah. And sometimes that is very, very flawed. Um, we did some shock, um, did some OIA data gathering um, that found that I think 12 NDAs have been signed in the last 10 years by universities, which yeah. means that, which are non disclosure agreements, meaning that survivors cannot share their experiences mm-hmm. uh, with often anybody, uh, but certainly not the media. Some survivors uh, want to sign NDAs, and it's a good way to get money because they see that the university process isn't going to help them. Yeah. But to me, that's flawed as well. Yeah. So I think you have to have survivor led processes, but obviously, if the entire process is set up to fail, then there's no possible way that survivors can get a fair deal, and that's what we're seeing across campuses right now. So, I mean, the, the NDAs are just about, well, we don't want this to get out because, you know, we might get less students coming. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, we don't want to acknowledge it in, in, in the wider public. Um, you're not necessarily saying they're doing a, a terrible job at handling things behind the scenes, but they just don't well, want it out there. But, um, but Sometimes they are, they are doing yeah. a terrible job at handling things behind the scenes. Yes, yeah, yeah um, they are. But just just hiding the fact that it happens is bad enough because if mm. you hide it, the rest of the country doesn't, you know, just mm. has, has no idea, so doesn't think that it's an issue. Right? And there's no potential for learning as well. Yeah. So say if a university handles something well, heaven forbid they handle something well, there's no opportunity for anybody to kind of say, oh, that was a good handling of the process or, oh, that got the outcome that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like when you silence things, there's never any opportunity to speak on them and there's never any opportunity for, to learn from them. And that, to me, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to send my kids to an institute. You know, I, I want to know that the institution had a process and, and was working things out and that things happened on campus and, and uh, they, they handled it in the right way before I sent my kids to that 
particular place. Mm. Um, but if I think everything's just peachy keen because I don't know, and if I mm. had the wool pulled over my eyes, or you mm. just never get told, you're just walking into, you know, you don't know what's, you want to know that your kids are going to be safe and that the, the place that they're going to um, knows what the hell they're doing, how to do it. Yeah, I think the thing that gets me as well is that universities are set up to be like the critic and conscience of society. They're set mm. up to educate. and Well, they were. They were. <laughs> <laughs> That's a separate story. Yeah. But many, you know, many, many jobs, you have to go to university. Yeah. And I think as we move into this world where education is more of a... Um, is a necessity rather than like a public good and it's a commodity rather than a public good you head into this world in which you have a degree yeah. but what we're sending kids into is an unsafe context yeah. and we're sending them, sending them into a place where they're not actually getting supported by the institution that they're investing so many thousands of dollars in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, um, let's get back to the collective yes. uh, <laughs> um, right so you know it, um, it launches today uh, and you've drafted a letter to the universities New Zealand, which is the overarching collective of New Zealand uh, university voices here. Mm. Uh, so, what, what's the letter saying? Um, so, the letter kind of outlines three major concerns, um, and then has four solutions. Um, so, the three concerns are that complainants are worse off for making complaints. Um, there's a lack of consequences for perpetrators, and perpetrators are moving universities, um, and the signing of non-disclosure agreements. So they're the three major issues. Um, and then this, what we want Universities New Zealand to do is to conduct a climate survey so that people understand what is happening on campus, so we can understand how students and staff are feeling on campus yeah. and the experiences that they're having. Um, we want people to commit. They want we want Universities New Zealand to force universities to review NDAs and to probably sign less. Uh, we want to set up a working group to look at whether an independent body is necessary. Um, So an independent body would oversee all university complaints and policies and processes and make sure that things are being done correctly and the way that benefits survivors and their experiences. And then we want universities to commit to prevention efforts as well. So obviously there's a lot of... A lot of these are, like, ambulance at the bottom of the hill, you know, getting things once they've already happened, but it's also like, let's look to the future and let's look to harm reduction in the future. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Education. Mm. So if people would like to sign our open letter to Universities New Zealand, um, you can find us on Twitter, Shock Aotearoa, that's S-S-H-O-C, Aotearoa, um, and the letter is there, and you can read all of what we're saying and sign it there as well. It's also on the Thursdays on Black Otago Facebook page. Yeah. Um, you know, a new report, um, well, a new news report this morning highlighted that there was at least six alleged academics in New Zealand that have left their jobs, uh, one uni, while the, the complaint was um, against them, and they've gone to another university, and that kind of drops the complaint at that one university. It kind of goes away, right? Mm, mm. I mean, that's some Catholic church shit right there. It, it really is. That was actually an analogy that we used, is that <laughs> if you just keep reshuffling people around, um, you don't do anything productive, and it means that their behaviour to them is justified. Yeah. And... Um, Nicola Gaston, uh, Associate Professor Nicola Gaston from Auckland University, uh, used this analogy the other day, is that it shows people where the line is, and then they know that they crossed it, but then they can walk up to the line and continue to sit on the line very, very comfortably for a long time in the future. Mm -hmm. And it means that they can continue to perpetrate harm against students and staff without any negative repercussions. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, you know, why is there not a database? Why is there not some kind of thing? That's so when a you great type, question. When you type someone's name in, this person currently has a complaint set against them. Yeah, well, that's what we think is necessary um, to protect students and staff. Yeah. And it's also like, 
one of the things that we were reflecting on is in academia and a lot of contexts, you, when you have references from other people, they're not necessarily people who've worked with you before. So whereas, whereas, you, whereas I would have a character reference from an employer or somebody who I've worked closely with if I was getting in for a new job, academics often have high-ranking people in international contexts yeah, who've yeah, never yeah. met them or never engaged with them or never worked with them for a long period of time and don't understand how they function as a person in, an acad- in a workforce. And so you don't have character references that actually no. know what you're like. All yeah. it is is about the publications that you've produced and the number of tick boxes that you can tick on the academic bureaucracy spreadsheets. Do they not get references from the vice-chancellor when they go for a new job? I don't, you, Are universities you'd think not, so, uh, but also like you can imagine the vice-chancellor would be very, very or busy. He, or heads of department? Or, or well, also I think part of it as well is that you'd have to say then you were leaving. Yeah. And there's kind of some... I don't, I don't know. I don't the know. academic world is scary, and it I don't seem, understand it. It seems like in some some circles in academia, they're looking after each other. I definitely think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the University of Sophie Elliott, for God's sake. I know, I know. And you'd think that you'd think that there would have just been intentional processes from the get-go that stopped this. And it's like, there aren't. And it just makes me so mad all the time. Mm, mm. Um, so there's a launch tonight... You'll be talking. I will be talking. I'll yeah. probably be giving this exact ranty ramble at the launch. It's tonight. not ramble, and it's not wow. It's ranty, but it's supposed to be ranty. Yeah, it's passionate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so there's a launch tonight, and if people want to come along, they can find our details once again on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's not just you though, is it? Uh, no. So uh, there is also speaking is Nicola Gaston, who I mentioned earlier, who's a associate professor at uh, Auckland. She wrote a book called Science is Sexist. Um, mm-hmm. Published by Bridget Williams in 2015, and also Angela Wanhala, who's at the University of Otago. Yes, the history department, just yes, like you. Just like me. Yes, yeah. like you. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, and Rima. Yes, and Rima, who is our, um, our main leader and uh, the one who pushes us. From Queensland? No. No? Oh, she also she's also at the University of Queensland. She's oh, also at AUT. AUT yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Um, fantastic. So that's tonight. Once again, we're, we're details where, how, why? Uh, so Shock Aotearoa is a collective uh, forming with university staff members and academics and students uh, towards campuses that are free from sexual violence. Uh, you can find more about us on Shock Aotearoa on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. And where's the talk tonight? On Zoom. On Zoom. On Zoom. So the link is on the Twitter. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, hey, thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you. I uh, wish you didn't. Uh, but <laughs> Me <you> too. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and study. I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Radio 191 FM Podcast!